What's up, everyone? This is Josh Peterson of Humanican Media. And I'm Gerald Glassford, and we're from the Pop Culture Cosmos and the PCC Multiverse. And you're listening to Weird, a Two Dudes podcast right here on the Ace Podcast Network. I feel like there's a joke in here somewhere. I know, that's really weird, isn't it? Ace Podcast. Weird. hate turning down this music because it's so good. How about you because you had to get up and actually do something? Episode 158, coming at you live. This week it's in 3D, correct? It is. Yeah, 3D. So put on your glasses. day. Put on your glasses. Uh, Sp- our Spanish speaking, speaking folks. Now, glasses on? So realistic. You know, All there right. actually is 3D audio. Oh, this isn't that. No, 3D audio is This cool. is visually 3D. 3D audio is pretty cool. They've got that at, uh, they had a little demo of it at Disney World, and then I found someone took the audio, made an app out of it. Yeah. Actually, the same audio. And there's a guy like walking around, cutting your hair, and I, I a wanna, girl whispering in your ear. I should try it with my studio headphones. Yeah, they sound, it sounds great. I, I bet it's amazing. Studio. It's 3D. It's like they're like literally, you feel like they're in, like she's whispering in your ear, you feel like she's right there in your ear whispering. And then the guy, you hear the, you know, people coming. It, 3D audio is awesome. Well, this is it. We're doing it. Well, we're not really. Why not? Why we're not? pretty much mixing this down to mono. How you doing? What do you care? I care a lot. I care, I care a lot. <laughs> I do. I do care. <sighs> I, you know, since the last episode, so much has happened. Really? No, not really. Yeah. Uh, so is the life. Oh, have we gotten those shipments of Dairy Queen yet? Not yet. Have you gotten our uh, Vegemite? I haven't gotten the Vegemite. Any of us I don't have? Chocolate Thunder from Down Under? Headphones. Yeah, and got them yet? He's out of the office for temporarily. Whatever. But they'll be back. You got tonight's top story? Top story. That was really low. Well, you complained all about the uh, the volume last Hit it. time. Top story. Much better. Oh, this one's going down. And uh, you know what I'm talking about? Everybody do the cockaroo. Are you doing it? It's three days. I wish I had video of your head bobbling around like That's that. That's so good. That's such a good little Like a bobblehead. Aussie bloke blows up kitchen trying to kill cockroaches. 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 We have this story quite often. About an Australian guy trying to kill cockroaches <laughs> and blowing up his kitchen? People blowing up or burning down a house trying to kill a spider. Well, this is... These it's are, an insect. These, these are cockroaches. Yeah, they're harder, not harder the same to kill. Story. Yeah. You can't... You, those little guys... Little guys, have you seen some of them? This place I worked at one time, I'm walking through the tunnel one day, and there's one like literally smoking a cigarette, <laughs> leaned against the wall. Hey, he buddy. was huge. He's like he's like tall, almost as tall as you, which is saying something, really. Maybe not saying something. <laughs> That's funny. He's like, hey, buddy. <laughs> he's like one of those guys from right. Men in Black. One of those little alien yes, guys. Yeah, yes. exactly what it was. Anyway, a Queensland man has sustained burns to his head and hands after trying to use insect spray as a flamethrower on cockroaches. Why don't you just spray it? It works fine without fire. Fire bad. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. You got a light? Hey, hey, over here. The cockroach. Yeah. Emergency services were called to an address in Mount Isa, Queensland. Yeah. On Wednesday. 
at, on Wednesday at 8 p.m. to treat a man's injuries following the explosion Don't at 0.030. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> Queensland on Wednesday night at 0.030 to treat the man's injuries uh, following the explosion. The explosion caused serious damage to the front of the house with images showing windows blown out and holes right through the wall. What? Did he, how could he possibly cause an explosion? That's like a that? big explosion. Police, Maybe he was spraying it and he spontaneously combusted. Maybe we'll find out. Yeah. Police say the man's injuries... Uh, and the damage sustained to the house are unfortunate results of not l- listening to the instructions on the can. You can't listen to instructions on a can. <laughs> you got to read them. To read them. <laughs> well, the instructions are put there for the you know for purpose, and uh, failure to follow them can result in, uh, as it did in this case, extremely uh, extreme damage to the property, mate. Oh, oh Ian Loudon. Yeah, oh Ian Loudon. It didn't travel very far. Ian is one of the coolest names. But it was very. It was a very vicious explosion in the area. Ian, where it was. What, Mister Buddy Ian? Yeah, can I? I had a friend named Ian from. Uh, Ian is the coolest name from Australia. From Australia. Was he really? That's not a friend. The house was checked for gas. <laughs> That's not a cockroach. <laughs> That's not a cockroach. The uh, the house was checked for gas leaks, and after being initially treated at the scene, the man was taken to the hospital. Uh, or excuse me, taken to hospital. Yeah, at 30. Others in the home at the time of the blast were killed. No, no, they, it not, they were uninjured. They were uninjured. They were blown to smithereens. <laughs> they probably had blooming onions flying all over the place. And that thing went off. Blooming onions, chocolate thunder, all kind of stuff from down under. Headline is: Angry Florida woman upset over order throws a hot pizza at the manager. We've had this before. Yes, we have. Hell hath no fury like a Florida woman whose strict pizza instructions were not followed to the letter. Craig. Leslie Vermillo, age 61, was arrested Sunday. That's way old enough to know better. I was going to say the exact same thing. After she was caught on camera throwing a hot pizza at a restaurant store manager after she became angry over her order. Surveillance video at I Love New York Pizza in Deltona shows Vermillo walking up to the counter and tossing the pizza pie after a brief argument. You know, the boy, E., yeah. He's got his first job now. He's working at the same place where his sisters had worked here in our little town. So Over it's, there? It's a restaurant. Yeah. And they were, talk- go in there. They were talking about people. Um, someone there was telling me about people coming in. They'll like eat the food and come back with basically in the car and say, I don't like this. What any good? And they're giving them a refund. I'm like, I'm sorry. If it comes back with food in it, maybe. But you, you remember come- in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Judge Nelson got fired for refusing. Judd Nelson. Yeah. Judd, 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 it wasn't Judd Nelson. It was uh, Judge Reinhold. <laughs> That's what I meant. Judge Reinhold got fired for not. The guy ate all his food and wanted a refund because it wasn't oh, that was uh, All-American Burger. Was it? Is that what it was yeah, called? he was going to kick that. 100%. Oh, well, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hope you had a nice. Yes. Anyway. So anyway, Arnold. Uh, <laughs> WKMG reports that Vermillo became upset after her son went to pick up the pizza she had ordered and found that it was made incorrectly. They put the sauce on the bottom. And, you know, right. Yeah. And then the crust. Yeah. When a second pie failed to live up to her order, she returned to the restaurant to complain. Vermillo says a female manager was argumentative and rude. I bet. I, I bet this woman's a hard. I bet this Vermillo is a hard to please person. Right. So she had no other choice. <laughs> she had no choice. She had no choice but to throw the hot pizza, hitting the woman in the arm. When the moon hits your arm like a big pizza. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> please stop. Police charged Vermillo with battery. They charged her. She they had charged, to give him a battery. She, well, no, they, she was. She had no power. They had to charge her up. <laughs> they charged her battery So after reviewing the store video. So um, she had no choice because yeah. she got mad. 
Yes, leaving her no choice. She pulled out the rule book and flipped she through it. She looked through it and said, it said, under choices. Under choices. There was only one. <laughs> yeah, it was said, throw the pizza. Wow. <laughs> this just in, robotic super monster wolf deployed to protect Japan's crops from wild boars. Oh, no, it's a super monster wolf. It's to protect wolf. them from us. <laughs> no, we're, we're regular boars. We're regular boars. <laughs> Japanese farmers are using terrifying robotic wolves with beaming red... Oh, I want to see these. There's a picture on the with next page. beaming uh, red LED eyes to scare off wild boars, deer, and other pests from grazing on the country's rice and chestnut crops. <laughs> The super monster wolf. No, no, it's a super monster wolf. The super monster wolf stands at fifty centimeters tall, sixty centimeters long, Is and that runs tall? on recharge. Uh, I don't know what <laughs> imperial system here. I don't know. Runs on rechargeable solar batteries using motion sensors to detect when other mammals approach, and letting out an alarming primal howl in response. The robo wolf can cover distances up up of up to half a mile, and has been used in trials to patrol fields near. Kisarazu City as a deterrent to pest, effectively acting as a moving scarecrow. Here, if you had a moving scarecrow, you'd need to change your shorts. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be freaked out, especially if you're seeing Jeepers Creepers. Have you seen Jeepers Creepers 3? Sadly. I I haven't seen it It yet, but it wasn't Uh, good. Because 2 was decent. uh, I love the first two. First two were good. First two were great. Yeah. As a fan of the movies, the third one just felt bad it really? was it was just it just it was it wasn't good that's the best way to put it you know things are so bad sometimes you just say well it just wasn't good yeah kind of like a lot of the movies you and, like and actually the the kind of creepy grittiness of the first two where it was kind of dark and he was creepy he honestly was out in the light a little bit too much and that's it, not it, good it seemed his his uh he didn't burn up the makeup seemed more polished now versus you know before it you was seen, creepy you, you seen split yet no that has nothing to do with this movie. We're no, but about. we're talking movies. So, but can I finish about Jeepers Creepers? Oh, yeah, go ahead. And now his truck, for some reason, didn't have this in the first two movies. His truck has all these weird, like, traps built in. Like, well, maybe. If you try to I get mean, the back it's been the, a while since the back two. Of, he's upgraded. Yeah. Well, what, during those 18 or 17 years he can't prowl, he's asleep <laughs> and he's got some pit crew? I don't know if he's got a pit crew. Maybe he did it himself. He can. He's been asleep that long. Well, it's got like this giant chain with a... Maybe sp- he sleepworks. Oh. You didn't think about that. I'm sure he date drinks. <laughs> I mean, his job's got to be difficult, right? Yeah. I stressful mean, is I mean, what I, mean, I call stressful. it. Yes. People screaming at you all the time. Oh, uh, you know, having to make... Throwing like, pizzas. Having, yeah. Having to make like little weapons out of skin and teeth yes. and stuff like that. You know? So stressful. Not to mention that song. See, they're small. That song going through your head all the time. It's worse than being at Disney World. I bet every time he's out in the yeah, store. It's a small world. I bet every time he's out in the store, somebody comes up and starts doing the Jeepers Creepers song. Yeah. He's got a grade on him after a while. It's got to be irritating. Oh, my gosh. He just starts looking at him like, you're next. <laughs> anyway, if you've not seen Jeepers Creepers, first two are great. The third yeah. one is on Netflix now. Yes, that's where I saw it. I, I thought, I'm going to watch I, that. Actually, watch it because you like M. Night movies. And, I do. Okay, well, watch it because it's got to be better than an M. Night movie. M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. you got to watch Split because it. It, it rocked my world. The last, oh my gosh, that last scene. You're like four feet tall. It, 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 Anything so, rocks your world. I enjoyed the movie. I really liked it. And I would have said, if they'd have cut the last minute, I still would have said it was a great movie because I enjoyed it so much. But that last minute, I, I had a hard time sleeping last night or the, the night I we watched it. Problem. The night we watched it, I had a hard time sleeping because I was so excited with the possibilities of what he's creating. 
And you'll have to watch it soon. I don't have a hard time sleeping because I'm on my mattress in a box that I bought. And then you sleep on your huge pillow. Oh, that mattress in a box. Woo. Man. Comfortable. Comfortable? Comfortable. Anyway, what were we talking about? Uh, oh, the Robo Wolf. You can yeah. cover distances up to half a mile. That's the one. Uh, in addition to its satanic stare, Ooh. the creature features the oh, cre- creature, the creature feature. feature a realistic fur hide and snarling rubber teeth. Sir rubber Cecil jaws, Creep. rather. You remember Sir Cecil Creep? Yes. Did creature talk, feature? Did we talk about him? Have we? So that, oh, there you are. Yes. He, he, he terrified me as a kid, but I look back at it now, he looks so goofy. He had like heads on his mantle in jars in one episode, and that creeped me out. Hmm. Yeah. He did, he was creepy, but then but then you go to Nashville and he'd be like walking around in municipal auditorium, you know. Dressed. Never never saw the guy. You never did. He's he's now gone on. Yeah. Oh, on. definitely. Yeah. No, I mean he actually is dead. Yeah. He went on in, but he was he, he went on in. He was like 150 back then. <laughs> well, he was made to look that way, and he was like a he was like a set guy or something. He was a weatherman, I thought. No, he was like a set guy, like a stagehand kind of guy. Was it really yeah. for for uh, Channel Four? I believe it was. I really don't even want two. I think two? I, I, I don't think I really maybe it was four. I think it was four. I don't think I really finished the story. Go ahead. This, because this wolf is at, so at this creepy. Point, he said, he said, we got the wolf. and we're Anyway, the wolves are about to enter mass scam. production and will soon be made commercially available, retailing at four, 514 yen. Ooh, Th- a thousand. F- sorry, 514,000 yeah, yen. Yeah, 514 yen, you could buy like a uh, piece like, of gum. Sure. Something. Farmers unable to afford one will be able to lease their own mechanical lupine Lupine? What's a lupine? I guess it's a it's a it's probably a My name is Lupine. Um I live with the robotic wolf. <laughs> Tragically, real wolves were rendered extinct in Japan in the early nineteenth century, making yes. the project necessary. You think when that off. happened you think that happened in the nineteenth century, they're like, Oh no way. We'll make robot wolves later. It coming up. They're it's coming the future. Up. It's the future. We'll do robot later. Companies like Boston Dynamics and Festo in Germany. Boston Dynamics? That sounds like another good band name, Festo in Germany. Festo in Germany. That's it. That's this week's band this name. This week's band name, Festo in Germany. <laughs> have led the way in developing robotic animals with animatronic snakes, butterflies, penguins, and horses developed using artificial intelligence. Why didn't, why didn't they develop them using real intelligence? I don't know. Did you see a picture of the thing? The picture? Yeah, look at it. It's, it's on the next page. That thing looks cheap. <laughs> no, it <laughs> it's looks like something you'd see at terif- Walmart. But it's terrifying. Looking. It really is. It's scary. All right, next headline. Headline is, woman tries to trick authorities with a prescription for medical meth. I don't think that's real. <laughs> it is not real. This comes to us from Albuquerque, where I should have taken a right turn. Everyone's heard of yes. medical. Everyone's heard of medical marijuana, but one Albuquerque woman claims she had a prescription for medical meth. And authorities just didn't buy it. Ginger Sharp, not too sharp, was arrested for probation violation after her parole officer said she tested positive for the drug. However, according to court documents, Sharp said she was prescribed the meth by a doctor in Farmington and even had a prescription bottle with a label for meth tablets. Look at the meth she's in now. Uh, The bottle, it turns out, was an elaborate fake. Duh. Sharp is being charged with forgery and identity theft. What's the message they're trying to send? <laughs> you done messed up. <laughs> no, she did. <laughs> He's all messed up. Okay, you don't have to keep hitting that. That's, you've used it for me. Stop. Is that story over? It is. It's and just, I, I need to give you a heads up because <clears throat> I didn't uh, format 
today's. That's okay. I'm a professional. Oh, okay, so you can you know the stories continue on next pages. Sometimes. I am not that stupid. Okay, I'm mostly stupid. All right, this just in. Yeah, there's a tuba crime wave sweeping America. Really? You know, if they make this into a movie, uh, Tuba Gooding Jr. could play the lead role. <laughs> you know, that would have been good if you hadn't stumbled. <laughs> I couldn't remember his last name. The shiny brass Mario Corso tuba stood out for 12. It's a me, the tuba. <laughs> it stood out for 12 years as one of the largest members of the Preservation Hall Jazz Band in New Orleans. It's roughly four feet long and weighs 38 and a half pounds, which makes what would happen last month sound like someone blowing hot air. A thief ran off with it, presumably slow. Uh-huh. What were they thinking, says Ben Jaffe. Wait, no, this is, this is down, way down. Woo-wee! What was he thinking? <laughs> Says Ben Jaffe, the band's creative director, who owned and played the saxophone and deep-pitched marching band-style tuba. What are they going to do with it? Who that? Who that stealing my tuba? Format on the next page. <laughs> the horn heist unfolded while the band was loading equipment into a van, which at some point was unattended after a February 24th New Orleans performance. There were no apparent witnesses. Oh, it just never really occurs to you, he says. Oh, as a spicy tuba. Is someone going to walk off your tuba? About the only thing stranger than tuba thefts is how often they happen. <laughs> tuba Gooding Jr. said the same thing. <laughs> you know, put that one out to the pasture. There was a rash I of would, tuba but there's burglars. a robotic wolf out there. <laughs> That's true. Stay in. <laughs> There was a rash of tuba burglaries in Los Angeles area high schools around 2012 that music teachers suspected stemmed from the growing popularity of banda, a Mexican style of music that showcases the tuba. Hey, senor, play some of the banda. Hey, man. Throw me down some tuba, man. I'm in the mood for some banda. Uh, Whoop the banda style. Man, my senorita wants to hear some, some tuba, man. Come on, man. Play some banda. Oh, my goodness. Then, <laughs> then they just kind of quietly stopped. They had enough tubas. Said Ruben Gonzalez. They had a whole band. They had all they needed. Music teacher at the country's South... At the counties... The countries, The county's Southgate High School, which suffered several stolen tubas that have never been retrieved. Is that really suffering? I mean, so what? If you like to talk to bananas. In Greensboro, North Carolina, Walter Hines Page High School music instructor Eddie Deaton says he arrived on one May morning in 2016. It's supposed to be tomatoes. I I, I like talking to bananas. I'm not really sure how many people even knew what you were singing. Uh, He said he arrived on a May morning in 2016 to find police tape across the band room. You just don't see that every day. Someone had broken into the school at 2.30 a.m., 0230. Uh, according to the surveillance video he viewed, leaving other instruments untouched, the burglar wheeled out carrying cases holding two marching style tubas. Whoever stole them knew what they were coming for, he said, noting that the snatch salsaphones remain at large. What's a salsaphone? I thought they were used in Dr. Seuss books, like sousaphone. Is it sousaphone or sousaphone? Sure. I said saxophone because I have no clue what it is. I don't either. Ask uh, Tuba Gooding Jr. He'll know. The tuba, the biggest and lowest pitch among the brass family, can run from around $2,000 for a beginner band model to more than $20,000 for specialized professional versions. No wonder people are stealing them. Good grief, man. Um... Well, that's it. That's it. That's Uh, it. That's all you got. Protect your tubas, people. Watch out for the tuba thieves. Watch out. 
for those tuba thieves. You know what we got? We haven't had one of these in a while. There is a rabbit with a pancake on his head. We're going to the cold, cold country. Headline is... You can start talking because that just kind of just... Russian government says... Not to worry. Don't worry about these 54 severed human hands found in Siberia. Wow. A fisherman in Siberia made a grim discovery. By any chance? Yeah. Were two sets of them a moose and a squirrel? (laughs) No, they were not. They were human. A fisherman in Siberia made a grim discovery on March 8th while walking near the icy Amur River. You got to be careful near the Amur River, Craig, but there's a lot of ice over there. Right. He found 27 pair of human hands. Not only did he find them, he counted them. 27 pair. That's 54 hands. I just did that in my head. That's That's really nice. Severed at the wrist and stuffed into a bag. Russian authorities said the hands were likely disposed of by local forensic labs bucking proper protocol. According to the Siberian Times, do you still get I that? Have, I would have, yeah, I do get the Siberian Times. It takes a while to get here. I'm always like about two months behind. I would have t- had to take those hands and yeah. start sticking them up out of the snow everywhere. <laughs> it looked like there were hands coming out of the snow. Like zombies. Have you ever seen the zombie, the, you ever seen the zombie movie with the, the Nazi zombies? No, I have not. What's that called? Adolf comes I'll look back. Up. You read that. I'm going to okay. look it up. It's the fisherman found a bag of hands, found the bag of hands on a small river island near the city of Kabraskov, Russia, located in the country's far southeast, about 18.6 miles from the Chinese border. The Amur River is a popular local fishing destination, the Times reported. Initially, the fisherman saw only one hand sticking up out of a snow. Dead snow. That's the name of it. Uh, is it good? <laughs> it's funny. Zombie movies are pretty funny they're, nowadays. They're, they're like live, not live, they're zombies, but Shaun, they're Nazis. Shaun of the Dead started this trend of comedy it's and zombie a, that's movies. a while back. Com- z- zom- zomities. That's what I'm going to name them, zomities. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to copyright that right now. And he discovered that the, uh, the full bag soon after he found that one hand. Photos taken at the scene and shared anonymously to Russian media reveal the discovery in beautiful. Is there a picture of these hands? Brutal detail. I didn't include it, but there is. In one image. What, what do you, you said I didn't include it. Like you were afraid our listener was going to see it? No, I just didn't think to include it. You know, the robotic sheep I thought you'd like to see. I didn't know you wanted to see the dead hands. 54 hands lie in a haphazard pile in the snow like legendary like catcher's mitts. Like they did look swollen. They were na- it was gross. Well, yeah, they've been, in the, they've been kept on ice. Seemingly upended from the bag. In another photo, the hands have been lined up in neat rows. <laughs> it's one hand, two hand. Dr. Seuss. This little piggy went, no, that's toes. What do you do with the fingers? I don't know. While many social media spectators naturally suspected foul play, officials from the investigative committee... The Russian Federation, a government agency responsible. The government's not going to admit that they did it. They have said that the hands appear to have been improperly disposed of by a forensic lab. What was the first guess? In Kubraska. (laughs) The biological objects ons found on the criminal origin. The investigative committee wrote in the post as translated. That sounded more like messaging. William Conrad. (laughs) But were disposed of in a manner not provided for by law. Indeed, medical bandages and plastic hospital-style shoes were discovered near the hands. So somebody's tiptoeing out in the snow and just saying, we'll get rid of these hands. Ah, So after they they, uh, made the announcement that there was nothing to worry about, everybody gave them a big hand. Can I get a hand over here? Hey, you know what I haven't played in a long time that we need to hear? And when the engine chill is complete. ASTS is ready for launch. All right, I'm going to hit a button if you don't stop. Wait, wait. 
Wait. Wait. I'm going to unplug it. Don't. Don't mess with it. Nobody wants to hear this. I, I listen to it all the time. Okay. All right. It's off. We don't even have a Florida story right now. Well, whatever it took to get rid of that. <laughs> Gee, I, I got to get to an important, important, important thing. Yes. Woman's iPhone disabled for 47 years after Toddly <laughs> repeatedly enters wrong passcode. You said Toddly. <laughs> That's a Toddly? You did. Woman's iPhone disabled for 47 years after Toddler repeatedly enters wrong passcode. That's so funny. I said Toddly? You did. You said Toddly. It's not a doormat. <laughs> A cautionary tale for parents with toddlers. Do not let your child play with your phone or you might not be able to unlock it for years. Actually, that's not true. There's <laughs> it is a, there's true. A way to do no, it. it is not. You keep reading. You keep reading. One mother in Shanghai learned this the hard way after she left her iPhone with her two-year-old son so he could watch educational videos reported Chinese media. When she returned, she found the phone was disabled and locked <laughs> for 47 years or to be exact, 25,113,676 minutes. Every time you keep trying and failing, it adds time. I know. There are ways to restore the phone, though. Keep reading. According to the mother who posted about her plight on an online forum, the toddler repeatedly attempted to unlock the phone, but with the wrong password. The woman, who was only identified as Madame Lou, oh, Madame Lou. Uh, was reported as saying that she wa- she has waited for two <laughs> months so far. I, I, I can't really wait for 47 years to tell my grandchild it was your father's mistake. <laughs> she was quoted as saying, you can restore them. Oh, keep reading. Keep reading. Oh, You're not more. done yet. Yes. I told you it wasn't oh, formatted. I thought it was just that one story. No, no. An Apple store technician reportedly told Chinese media outlet Kenka News that she has two options, wait it out for the unlock on her phone or reboot the iPhone. Wait it out. The latter option would mean she would lose all the files on her phone. Okay. And does she not make backups of this thing? Oh, this I, is China, man. They don't have backups. They make them. Backups are illegal in China. All right. Uh, you can only have two. The, this is not <laughs> the first time that technicians have seen the case. Uh, he told Cuckoo News. Uh, Cancun News. Cuckoo Coco, Cuckoo Puff News. <laughs> There were other occasions where iPhones were disabled for more than 80 years because of repeated unsuccessful attempts to input the, pa- the phone's passcode. So what it does is if you do it, it'll say if you reboot, it's going to erase the phone. Exactly. Yeah, you start, start anew. If you're using iCloud Backup or iTunes, you're, it's just going to restore the phone. I can't tell you. If I had a dollar for every time I've had to re- uh, restore my phone. For, really? Well, because of things I've done to it. Yeah. You know, not because it just did it on its own. But it's like, it. it's not like it's the end of the road you can well let's go let's go from apple to amazon shall we alexa read the story <laughs> headline is amazon has a fix for alexa's creepy laughs have, have my, you heard about this well i was hoping mine would do it over the past few days users with alexa enabled devices have reported hearing strange unprompted uh laughter and it's weird amazon responded to the creepiness today in a statement to the verge saying we are aware of this and are working to fix it what if she's becoming aware Oh, what if she's becoming on? Well, that's coming up. Okay. We're talking about it. That's it. Listen. That is kind of creepy, don't you think? That's a weird laugh. Later on in the day, uh, Amazon said it planned to fix will involve disabling the phrase Alexa laugh and changing the command to Alexa, can you laugh? The company says the latter phrase is likely to have false positives, or in other words, the Alexa software. But that's software. not the problem. The problem was it was randomly just doing it. It was, yes. People were just walking by, and it was, ha, ha, ha. I don't walk by my <laughs> Echo devices and say, Alexa, laugh. I bet you do now. I might when I get yeah, I told you. I might, yeah. As noted in, in media reports and a trending Twitter moment, Alexa seemed to start laughing without being prompted to wake. 
People on Twitter and Reddit reported that they thought it was an actual person laughing. <laughs> How creepy is that? Yeah, it's pretty creepy. Which is certainly scary if you're home alone. Many responded to the cackling what would Kevin sounds. Do if he was home alone and he had that. Come on! By unplugging their Alexa-enabled devices, Twitter user at Captain Handlebar was one of the first to report experiencing this back in February. That's a great name. That'd be a great name for a band. No, we've already got a band this week. I can still name them. If I so see Alexa them. decided to laugh randomly while I was in the kitchen. Freaked at snotty juicer snooty. and I out. Not snotty, <laughs> snooty. I thought a kid was laughing behind me. Since then, different people have noted hearing the laughter. It's sometimes unprompted or appears as bizarre responses to hey, requests to turn off ghost, the lights. Wait, 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 wait. What if ghosts are real and they figured out how to control these devices? Oh, yeah. Write that down. Who said ghosts aren't real? I just I was leaving that open ended. Why? Uh, I mean, it's it's I've pretty never, much I've never proven. Seen okay, why? How do you Hello. Know? How do you know? Ghosts are real. I heard ghosts. They actually filmed the moon landing. No, that was not ghost. Weirdo. It is now. <laughs> Yeah, now he is. <laughs> Can I finish? I bet Gary's playing the soundtrack. Stop it. That's disrespectful. Many have related the laughter back to a moment in 2001, A Space Odyssey. Speaking of him, there speaking you go. of that, when Hal 9000 acknowledges his... I didn't know Gary Richrath made <laughs> That's Space funny. Life. Acknowledges his murderous intentions and, procla- and proclaims, I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. You've heard that many times. I can get Siri to do one of those things. Don't do that. I can get her to do... Maybe uh, it's a sign that having smart devices in our homes is another step toward a creepy dystopian future where robot overlords rule. Let me see if she'll do it. Okay. Hey, Siri. Laugh. No. Why do you do that? (laughs) What did I do? I don't want you doing anything. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Open the pod day... uh, Pod day. I can't talk. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, hold on a second. Ready? Yeah, I'm, I've been ready. Ready? Go ahead. Hey, Hal, open the pod bay doors. It's already open, and <laughs> it's getting a little cold in here. <laughs> She's a smart aleck. Wait. Hey, Siri, open the pod bay doors. That's a rather insensitive thing to say to an intelligent agent. <laughs> I don't know what her problem is. <laughs> She's got an attitude with you tonight. Was, hey, Siri, why are you so salty? We were talking about you, not me. Oh. I don't like her attitude. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm done with her. Go ahead. You got a story. Are we done with the creepy laughs? Yeah, yeah. This one <laughs> this, this one just in. Okay. Nova Scotia Funeral Home. Employee loses license after cremating the wrong body. Oh, my goodness. Oh, It gets MG. worse. It gets worse, too. The board responsible for overseeing funeral directors in Nova Scotia has revoked the license of one man for his role in a mix-up at an Annapolis Valley funeral home uh, that had a woman mistakenly cremated and another embalmed <laughs> and presented to the wrong family. Well, here's the, why are you laughing? <laughs> You're expecting CNN, and then you open the hood. I know. Shouldn't you like? Shouldn't they like? They roll it staple, in and say, here staple, you go. Shouldn't they staple an order on their forehead or something so they know which is which? That's talking about disrespect. I, you could do that to me. I wouldn't care. I mean, as long as I wasn't alive. David Farmer of Serenity Funeral Home and Crematorium in Berwick will no longer be allowed to work as a funeral director or embalmer, according to a ruling released Friday by the Nova Scotia Board of Registration of Embalmers and Funeral Directors. Good night. That's a wow. long sentence. <clears throat> you know, in the, in the world of funeral directors, this has in got to be on that list of things. Things that cannot happen. He was it, an embalmer. There's things that shouldn't happen. You she know, was a cop. You shouldn't knock over the flowers. You, you know, don't tug on Superman's cape. There's things that shouldn't happen, and then there's got to be a list of things that cannot happen. Absolutely 
No tolerance. No. You can't do that. And apparently they've taken care of it the way the they should The provincial government's registrar of funeral services also announced it will suspend the business from doing cremations for 30 days. That'll teach them. Starting April 1st. No joke. They said that it just will, burns us up. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> you guys are toast. It will still be able to hold funerals during that time. This situation is unprecedented. It has never happened in Nova Scotia. And we certainly have to look at procedure and process, board chair Adam, why was the chair talking? Adam Tippert <laughs> and said. And why was it so bored? Yeah. Was there a TV or something? <laughs> At the provincial legislator, legislature Friday. That's weird words they use. Yeah. He said he opened, he hopes. <laughs> he hopes to open. He hopes to open up a new <laughs> chain of fast food funeral homes. Fast food. He said he with Flippy. I'm not to, eating there. With, he's going to hire Flippy to embalm people. He said he hopes. Embalmy. He said he hopes. The two embalm me. He said he hopes the two women's families find some peace and solace um, through this whole process, even though they've been completely erased of the. Co- they've been erased. They say Look, of the opportunity to okay. grieve their loved ones. I know that's not Aunt Edna, but let's go ahead and bury her and get Here's this over thing. with. Here's the thing: I understand being upset, but they're not really going to be erased of the opportunity to grieve their loved ones. I'm pretty sure they're grieving the loved yes, ones. Yes, they are. But that's got to be a slap in the face, though. How about you set up the rest of the family with free free funerals and free caskets, and then we'll just call this even. <laughs> and we want deep, deep freezes full of Dairy Queen at our dispense, at, at our, our disposal. Dis- any Anytime we ask. Anytime we ask. Thank you. You had to bring it up, didn't you? I'm going to get uh-huh. a blizzard after the show. Bennett's family refused to take part in the inquiry, saying the process was one-sided and lacked transparency. Moving forward, we do want to try to open the door on the casket a little bit <laughs> so that the public feel a little more included in the process. What, they want them to come in? They get them inside the casket. <laughs> come on, Amber, we're embalming now. According to Friday's decision, Farmer mistakenly cremated Bennett after the two bodies arrived at a facility in Port Williams in the same vehicle. One was driving. <laughs> Wilson, who was supposed to be cremated, was instead embalmed and presented as Bennett to the other woman's family. Before, they said, when the, when the people noticed, they said, oh, hang on, we'll be right back. <laughs> hey, goodness, she's not dead. No, she turned her. You know what this means? She's alive. We'll be right back. They come back with a coffin <laughs> yeah. with an urn in it. Sorry, a coffee, cu- a coffee can. <laughs> this is, people have died and we're, we're laughing. Well, you know, <clears throat> you got to laugh at what happens. It's you know, real life. Stuff. True, true that. Um, before Bennett's open casket visitation was set to begin in December, family members said Bennett's widower, Gary, pointed out uh, to funeral home staff that the body of the woman in the casket was not his wife. The I, board unanimously I found... I think I know my wife, and that's pretty not her. sure that's not, that's not her. My wife had all of her fingers. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> the board unanimously found Farmer guilty of negligence and professional misconduct. Wilson... Had well was eventually cremated, and funeral home staff told her family about the mix-up four days after it happened, shortly before her funeral service. You think the rest of the family came in? Oh, she looks so good. They did such a good job. She looks great, man. She looks twenty years younger. I wouldn't hurt. I wouldn't probably wouldn't her nephew Bob. He looks beautiful. <laughs> oh my goodness! Headline is. Bermuda boy. We had one of these. Yeah, ones. I know. Every time I see a message in a bottle story, it's going to be on the show because you know why, Craig? It's weird. A message in a bottle? Message in a bottle. A message I'm in a bottle. I'm sending out an SOS. <laughs> you need to send out an SOS. <laughs> I'm sending out an SOS. Okay, send out an SOS. <laughs> Bermuda boy. Oh, my You know goodness. why they call him that, don't you? To... <laughs> you know why they call him Bermuda boy? Because of his shorts. <laughs> 
Okay. Hey, Bermuda boy, what you got there? A bottle with a message in it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what is that? A message in a bottle? Uh, headline is Bermuda boy finds message in a bottle that traveled. <laughs> oh, I see this little tubby kid with Bermuda shorts now. <laughs> it's traveled 1,000 miles. March 12th. A 12-year-old Bermuda boy participating in a beach cleanup project found a message in a bottle that had traveled more than 1,000 miles in just four years. Joseph Vallis. How do they know it didn't circle around twice? Who was 2,000 miles. Who was participating in a Bailey's Beach cleanup project. Oh, yeah, the BBC. Sat- yeah, Project Saturday with his Warwick Academy class discovered the bottle among the piles of trash in the sand and brought it to his father. Look, father. <laughs> Look what I found. You got a bunch of warlocks walking around on a beach cleaning up trash. It's a bottle of paper. It's a bottle of paper. No, they were war wicks. It was cool. What's a war wick academy? We were just picking up trash and it was there. It was in a green bottle. There was a big plastic bag inside that was rolled up. The boy, down, Bermuda boy. The boy told the Royal Gazette. Boyd Vallis said in a Facebook post that they used a black light to help decipher the writing on the note inside the bottle. The message explained that the bottle had been dropped from a French sailing yacht in April of 2014. The father and son said the Atlantic Ocean coordinates on the note were more than 1,000 miles from the beach where the bottle was found. Well, you know what? If you travel out 1,000 miles into the ocean and the bottle makes it back, that's a a pretty big trip right there. 1,000 miles, Craig. Well, the bottle only... Well, technically, yeah. Yeah, four years there. Unless they bought the beer out there on the ocean somewhere. What if they just... What if somebody just wrote the note and stuck the bottle on the beach? We would do that. Yeah, I'd do it. The author of the In note... In fact, I'm planning to do that next time. The authors of the note included an email address for the finders to get in touch. It was a, they, they, they verified it was a 19th century bottle, but it had an email address written so they could yeah. contact the owner. <laughs> Joseph Fallis said that he and his father sent an email, but they haven't responded yet. We sent it to them last it's night. It's okay, Bermuda boy. <laughs> we'll respond to you in no time. Let's go get a hamburger. Bermuda boy. And, and his sidekick, Skivvies. Skivvy. Scurvy. <laughs> no, not scurvy. Skivvies. <laughs> no, I know. I like scurvy. No, I don't like scurvy. Do you really? No, I don't like scurvy. I just like to say the word. No, his sidekick is Skivvy. Yeah, I get that. Bermuda boy and his sidekick, Skivvy. <clears throat> I don't think that. We just. We, <clears throat> I don't even know. We, we don't even know what we're talking about at this point. Ooh. I think the air is kind of thin here at the Lee Bear Studios today. Yeah, I've, I've had an, I've had my share of laughter this we episode. We haven't even mentioned the Leeberry Studios. We're coming to you live Man, from Leeberry Studios. It's so regular now. It's about all the only place we record anymore. Uh, I bet you're not regular. Leeberry Studios. Front drama wasn't here when I got Where here. Where is she? She's. They said she's in the building, but she was in a meeting. Well, thanks for the warning. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this just in. Box of cereal from Colorado Walmart expired in 1997. <laughs> this is the point where we're digging for news. A Colorado father said he bought a box of cereal from Walmart this week and ate the entire bowl before discovering it had an entire bowl. If it was me, it'd been the entire box. It had expired 21 years ago, but you know what? Tasted as fresh as day one. You know what? No, it did not. This story sums up me and, and Lori. Darn it. Because if you'll, as you read on, the wife was okay. like, this tastes funny. Josiah and Athea, uh, Carol, I had the first two names great. Now, Carol's... Carell's, I don't know. Carell's, I don't know. Of Lakewood said they bought the box of Quaker 100% natural expired granola cereal. <laughs> you think in the label they would have seen that. How did that get on the shelf? From the Walmart people that, uh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> never rotating the stock. You think somebody was cleaning out their closet and they said, hey, let's sneak this into Walmart and put they it on the shelf. Um, and this was at the Walmart in Littleton on Monday, and later they sat down to eat some of the breakfast food. Shop dropping. 
They shop dropped it. That's the opposite of shop lifting. Shop dropping. Shop dropping. You bring an old box of cereal and drop it. And Thea said she took only a couple of bites before deciding something was off about the taste, but Josiah ate the entire bowl. See, that's husband wife. That's what the guy wouldn't stop eating. I just started eating it and thinking it just tastes funny. It must be okay. (laughs) That's how our minds work. I guess. Yeah, it tastes funny. (laughs) The couple said it wasn't until after Josiah finished the bowl when they noticed the best buy date. Why would Best Buy put a date on it? (laughs) Uh, on the box, it looks like February twenty second, nineteen ninety seven. Uh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> but that's got to have a shelf life of one hundred twenty years. Well, keep reading. I mean, <laughs> oh, I'm I'm going. The couple went online and verified the box did not look like Quaker's current no, design. No, you for can the tell cereal. it too. The graphic design was old, uh, and the product they purchased indeed appeared to be a full decade older than their eleven year old daughter <laughs> Layla. Hmm. We just grabbed this off the shelf, and yeah. yeah. How did it ring up? 21 years old. The barcode cannot be the same. I don't know. I mean, the barcode cannot be in the system. There's no way. Well, they had barcodes, but they probably changed it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Yeah, 21 years ago. uh, The United States Department of Agriculture said Best Buy dates are voluntarily printed by manufacturers. Uh, Manufacturers provide dating to help consumers and retailers decide when food is of best quality, except for infant formulas. Dates are not an indicator of the product's safety and are not required by federal law, the agency said. Well, okay, maybe a bottle of wine that's 20 years old, you might open it. I'm not going to open a bottle of Coke and drink it or something. (laughs) I mean, you know what I mean? I might try it. Or beer or something weird. Um, the Carlisle Lilz said they plan to return the box of cereal to Walmart. Why? I'd be calling up Quaker. Absolutely. How did this happen? A sirs? Walmart representative said the company is investigating the matter. That means it's on. I their- guarantee you, somebody found this old box of cereal. They were cleaning out Grandma's attic or something, and they shop dropped it. They took it into the store, shop dropped it. Whatever happened, it was. Odd. Wouldn't you? If you found a box of cereal that was twenty-two years no, old, I would not think to do that. Oh, I'd shop drop. <laughs> you just, no, you wouldn't because you just made that up. That's yeah, not even shop a, drop. You just made that shop term, drop. You made that term up. Band of the week, shop drop. Time for the Mark Batch top ten. What's the opposite of shoplifting? Shop setting down. Shop dropping. Lifting. That's my word. I, I, I shop drop. Top ten favorite cereals. How <laughs> how timely? Yes, I, I try to I try to stay with the subject matter. Number ten. Uh, and t- I'm going to like all of these, no matter what. Not me. This comes to us from thetop10s.com. Okay, we're going to we're going to rate each one personally. Okay, number ten of the top ten favorite cereals. Yes, I like licking one side of these. Frosted mini wheats. I love them. That's probably my favorite cereal. Yeah. Number nine of the top ten favorite cereals as voted on at thetop10s.com. Cheerios. My, my nasty. My mother. No, I like the oat flavor. My, my mother made... You like, like Honey Nut Cheerios. I love those. But no, regular Cheerios. My mother has a recipe for... Their, it's like uh, Rice Krispie Treats, but it's made with Cheerios. No, I don't want it's that. It's caramel in it. Mm-mm. And they're like bricks. Nope. Like that. Oh, they're addictive. No, thanks. Number eight, I could eat these all day, all night until you send me to the hospital. Reese's Puffs. Reese's Puffs are gross to Reese's? me, too. Yeah, Reese's. Reese's. Well, you got Reese's Cups, so... The Reese's Puffs are good. No. They I are? disagree. Now, number seven is delicious. Them nice shall hum along. <laughs> number seven of the top ten favorite cereals... Apple Jacks. They're delicious, but they don't taste like apples. Boy, I love them. I could eat those till I died. Number six is basically the same as number seven. It Fruit really Loops. is. It's exactly the same. Just a different name. Number five, you're about the name, is my all-time favorite cereal of all time. You know, I like number five, which is Fruity Pebbles, but they you've got to eat them fast. They because get soggy, but, they I, get like, soggy but so I, love when, I love when they start clumping. I don't. I do. I love Fruity Pebbles. I like the first two we're bites. So, we are so old. I remember 
Fruity Pebbles when I was like in third grade or second grade. Oh, yeah. That's how long they've been yeah. around. Yeah, my mom wouldn't buy them for me. You know what my mom used to do? She'd buy us Rice Krispies. She'd buy Alan whatever he wanted. Oh, well, yeah. She'd buy us Rice Krispies and then chocolate milk to pour in them. What? Yeah, because it was cheaper than buying Cocoa Krispies and white milk. That's pretty smart. Yeah, it was pretty good, too. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I have to admit. As long as it wasn't that really horrible, like watered-down chocolate No, it was stuff. good stuff. Number four. Wait a minute. You had five. Yeah. I've got four. Ready? No, Ready? wait. Yes. I had Apple Jacks. You had Fruit Loops. You had I had Fruity Pebbles. And I'm going to say number four. It's Lori's favorite. Are, are you done going through the list like <laughs> yes, we're like we're getting ahead. commission? Just, darn it. Number four, which encompasses a lot of different versions of this cereal. Crunchberries. Yes. Captain Crunch. Crunchberries is the only one. Well, they also had that one with the seal and the, the peanut butter ones. Ugh. No, the peanut butter ones were the brown, and then there was a white one that was something else. It was good. Oh, that was the Billy Idol Captain Crunch. White Weddings. Yeah, sure. Number three, I do not like Lucky Charms. And I saw, did you see that? Did we talk about this? Did you see that pie on Facebook? Yes, I did. Now, People, that looked good. They're taking like... Take all the marshmallows take out. marshmallows yeah. out, use them as a topping, make a crust out of it. I other. don't like Lucky Charms. The cereal, the marshmallows are good. Actually, the... the, the yeah, I know what you mean. I'm starting to look at number two and number one here. These are two that I really like. Too. Okay, you go ahead with number two. Number two. Well, it's my turn. And then I'm going to I'm 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 comment on that. Okay, so number two of the top ten... Of the top 10 favorite cereals, number two, Frosted Flakes. I could sit, oh no, the Leeberry Studios are being invaded. I don't know who hear that. Frosted we Flakes. We got sirens. We got army tanks going down the road. It's the end of the world as you know it. I feel fine. <laughs> Frosted Flakes. Okay. I love Frosted Flakes. Oddly enough, I was talking to a fellow that works for the, the cereal company last week, a week before last, and he told me that coming up, you're going to be able to buy a box of Frosted Flake cereal with Lucky Charms marshmallows inside. I don't want that. Well, how do you know? It might be magically delicious. No, it's just no. Well, it's out there. I mean, I'm, I'll probably eat it anyway. What but, about but, uh, what about going back to Captain Crunch? What about Oops Berries? Oh, were those ones that mistakes? Some, some, they put different wrong colors? There was no Captain Crunch. It was all berries. And it was good. That's good. Well, yeah. same cereal, basically. And you don't even need milk for those. Anyway, Frosted Flakes, I can eat myself in a coma. Those number number so one. I don't know that I've even I had love, these. I love number one. Top I, ten favorite cereals. Number one. Ready? Yeah. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. You know what they left off of here? A lot. The Graham ones. Honeygrams? No, what are the Graham ones? They're like, uh, uh, oh, man. <laughs> What are they called? Something grams. <laughs> golden, grams. Golden Grams. Golden Grams. Golden Grams are so good. There's a lot of good cereals. There's not very many bad ones. I no. don't like the grape nuts. What is wrong with you? Well, you, you put enough sugar. You better have some gravel. <laughs> you, you put enough sugar on anything. See, my dad used to eat weird cereal. He used to get these huge frosted wheats. Huge. It's like frosted wheat. Onto those. But it wasn't frosted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I don't like those. No, they're terrible. It's like eating hay or straw. Hey. Okay, you got to go try Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Golden Grains. Golden Grams. Golden Grams needs to replace Fruit Loops uh, or Apple Jacks. Cheerios. Cheerios doesn't need to be on this list. Well, Cheerios is a classic. They're nasty. What about Life? Oh, Life's pretty good. Liked it. Yeah. He'll, he won't eat anything. Yeah, but he ate that. Hey, Mikey. He likes it. Mikey won't like this podcast. He doesn't like anything. Hey, Mikey. What? I think we're just giddy. Yeah. You know where I'm hitting very funny right now. Nothing. 